Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, you champions? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. My name is Mark Singh, and I'm an NLP dating coach. NLP, of course, stands for Neural Linguistic Programming. I remap and restructure the programming inside my clients' heads to give them massive confidence, massive self-esteem, deal with traumas, deal with those things that make us unattractive to women so that we can attract new women, but also in this episode, keep our wives and or girlfriends attracted to us. So if you're a man who's married or in a relationship, then this episode is specifically for you. Welcome. And you may not know this, but I'm actually doing an NLP masterclass this coming weekend. I've been selling this for the past week. It's sold out multiple times. I've had to add different classes to the schedule. And for those of you who have been listening, I actually added a new class to the schedule. It's going to be Tuesday, January 30th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. They keep selling out. And my assistant, Danielle, I want to give a shout out to her. She's been like a 43-year-old male German Tetris champion who's a virgin. And all he does is play Tetris all day because she's been rearranging people. There's been spots that have been closing and then opening. And right now, all three are sold out. We have one open, and then I'm opening up the other one on Tuesday at January 30th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, as I said. So if you've been wanting to get into this masterclass, now is your opportunity. And what it is, is it's a two-hour event where I'm going to do NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, on you. I have a lot of married guys who listen to the content and they always ask me, hey, do you just have the NLP protocol? And I always have to tell them no. Because you're married, you can't come into my three-month coaching program, which of course is specifically designed to get you more women into your lives. So married men wouldn't be a good fit. And I constantly have to tell them no. Well, if you're married, this is your opportunity to experience NLP. We are going to work on your belief systems, your confidence, your metaprogram schemas and archetypes to make you more attractive to women. And gentlemen, don't get it twisted. Even if you're married or in a relationship, you still have to have game. You still have to seduce your wife, seduce your girlfriend, keep her interested in you. Because as many guys listening who are single know they will leave you if you don't have frame and game. So we're going to talk about how to have the perfect relationship, the perfect marriage. Perfect is a little bit of a misnomer, in my opinion, because nothing is perfect. A lot of you guys know that I do have a girl who is basically a wife. Her name is Marissa. We're not married, but we've been together for several years, and we do live together. We have a kid together. And man, I'll tell you what, having a kid together, that shit tests your relationship like you guys would not believe. So we're going to lay out some parameters as to how you can get that perfect girl for you. It's not the perfect girl for me. It's not the perfect girl for the other guy listening. It's for you. And you have to find that via abundance. And we're going to talk about how to do that today. But before we do, I want to reiterate, these masterclasses are selling out quickly. We have a few open spots left and then we're closing the door. After they're all done, I'm going to choose the best recording and sell it on my website for $297. But you can get in for not half that, $147, for a limited time, $97. As I said, these things have been selling out so fast, but my champion assistant, Danielle, has been rearranging everything. Spots have been opening and closing because she's moving dudes out of different 
coaching sessions into different ones. And now that I keep adding them, there's spots that open up. So there are a few spots open up right now, but if you jump on the website, I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm seeing sales come in literally in real time and there's slots that are selling out. This is a one-time event. NLP Masterclass, where I'm going to do NLP on you for two hours. My best protocols to remove belief systems, install confidence, install masculinity, remove anxiety, remap traumas, belief systems, and meta programs to get you to that next level of attractiveness with women because your attractiveness to women is all inside here. It's all inside your head. Your belief systems dictates your behavior. Your behavior dictates whether or not women get attracted to you. Gentlemen, there is one link in the description below. Click that link. You can literally scroll through the website as you listen to this episode and see if this NLP masterclass is a good fit for you. I'm telling you, this is it, man. They're all going to sell out. It's happening starting this Friday. So it's time to either shit or get off the pot, man. Let's move forward with the shit and get you into this NLP masterclass. All right. So my seven-step checklist for how to get the perfect relationship, as a lot of you guys know who listened for a long time, I always over-deliver, so I probably have more like 10 here. And I do want to say I got COVID. I just got over it, kind of. But man, that shit kicked my ass, dude. The first time I got COVID, I got over it in like 13 minutes. It was basic. This thing just sticks around. I had to actually cancel a coaching call, which I haven't done in years because I couldn't stop coughing. So you may hear it a little bit in my voice. Got a little bit of the remnants of COVID, but couldn't believe it, man. My daughter came home from daycare one day and she was coughing and I was like, Psh, I'll bust through that shit in 13 seconds. And it got me for about five days. I'm on about day six right now, but I've kicked it. I could do this recording. So let's get into the content. All right, guys. So first of all, as I always preach, when it comes to meeting the perfect woman, which I know all you guys eventually want to do, it's all about abundance. Abundance, abundance, abundance. Meet as many women as you possibly can, because let's be honest, you are looking for a needle and a stack of needles. And if you think that you're going to meet your dream woman on Hinge by swiping for two weeks and you go on three dates with three different chicks and you're just going to meet one of the three, you're fucking delusional. Now, you may meet a girl who you settle down with, but is she going to be the perfect woman? Probably not. A lot of us have this belief that the universe is just going to line it up. She's just going to drop into my lap. I don't believe that shit. I believe we have to get out there, go look for her. She's out there. And frankly, I believe there's more than just one that will fit with you. But dude, you have to get the skill set and you have to get the strategies to be able to attract women on command so you can go through them one after the other. I have dated thousands of women in order to find my queen and talk to multiple tens of thousands of women in order to find this girl, a girl who you just work with. And that can't be fabricated. Okay, in that respect, there is a level of, in my opinion, meant to be, quote unquote, but also, in my opinion, you're not going to just find her on Tinder one night. Besides, what kind of girl is going to be on Tinder? Let's be honest, a girl that probably isn't that attractive because why does she have to get on the dating apps in the first place? Yeah, some girls are on there for validation. Some girls have had troubles in the dating market and that's their last resort. But let's be honest with each other. We want a girl who too has abundance because that's a high quality chick. It's a chick who's worked on herself. A girl who understands that in order to get to the next highest level, she has to evolve and she's not gonna just settle for what she gets just being attractive. I want a girl who works on herself. I want a girl who, like you, is trying to get to that next level. And I think you want that kind 
kind of girl too. So abundance is my first suggestion. Get game frame, get belief systems, get those strong meta programs in order to attract that woman. Now, a lot of you guys are already in a marriage and I want you to put this checklist against your wife or your girlfriend. Because honestly, if she doesn't fit, it may be time to reconsider. And I know a lot of you guys listen to this because maybe you do have doubts. Maybe you are reconsidering. And life is short, man, but it's long enough to be able to get out of a relationship or yes, even a marriage that isn't working and go get a new woman. But perhaps a lot of you will listen to this and say, okay, I actually do meet a lot of these parameters that Mark outlined so I can feel really good about my wife and my relationship, which I really want you guys to do. So next, you have to find a girl who works perfectly into what I call the 80-100 rule. The 80-100 rule is this. Whatever she wants, you just want 80% of that. So let me explain. If she wants to hang out with you five times a week, you just naturally want to hang out with her four times a week. If she wants to give you five hugs a day, you just naturally want to give four hugs a day. If she wants to say, I love you four times a day, you just kind of naturally want to say it three times a day. You naturally want to hang out a little bit less. You naturally want to be around her a little bit less, have sex a little bit less, hang out with the family a little bit less. You just want less. Why is this important? Because the person who wants less is the one who is in power in the relationship and the one who is in the masculine energy. What I mean by power is the person who wants less is always the one who's in control. Think about it. She wants to go out to dinner that night and you kind of don't. Who's the one who's in power? Who's going to dictate whether or not you guys do get to go out to dinner? Now, a lot of guys get pussy whipped and they're like, well, I'm just going to do whatever she tells me because I want to get sex, which of course is horrible. And she's going to lose respect for you so fast. It's going to blow the mustache off your face when the concussion hits. You always want to keep the frame and you always need to want less than she actually wants. It's just the rule, the 8100 rule. This makes it so that she maintains attraction for you. A lot of us have been in needy situations where we want more from her than she's willing to give us, more sex, more cuddles, more attention, more time together, and we get blown out. So in your marriage, you just have to find a girl who works naturally into that. I don't want you guys to have to fake it where you want to spend more time with her then she wants to spend time with you and you have to hold yourself back because in a marriage and relationship particularly, that's gonna get old. So we have to constantly meet women and or look at our current relationship and say, do I fall naturally into the 80-100 rule? Do I need to hold myself back or am I just naturally wanting 80% of what she wants? I know with my woman, Marissa, it's perfect, like to the freaking degree, perfect, 80%. I just want 80% of what she wants. I don't want to hang out with her as much as she wants to hang out with me, but it's not significantly less. It's just 80%. I don't want to have sex with her as much as she wants to have sex with me. It's 80%. I give her about 80% of the compliments. I want to hang out with her and my daughter, Lucia, 80% of the time that she wants me to hang out with them. And because of that, I maintain the quote unquote power, the leadership role, which is all important. I get a lot of butthurt emails about this, like, oh, it should be even, you shouldn't be playing games. It's not games, it's just how it works. The person who wants less is the one in the masculine role. If a woman wants less, she automatically goes into the masculine role and she loses attraction for you. So people think like, Mark, you tell guys how to manipulate people. You tell guys how to game the system to get girls into bed. But my rebuttal to that is, no, I'm teaching you how you should be naturally so that the relationship works because this is what works. 
I didn't write the rules. I didn't write masculinity and femininity. It's how it works. Masculine has to be the one leading. Therefore, it has to want less. Therefore, it has to just have the 8100 rule perfectly. So we're gonna keep looking for girls until we get that. And for those of you guys who are in a relationship or in a marriage, I wanna ask you, are you falling naturally into the 8100 rule or do you have to game yourself a little bit? Is she willing to also play with that 8100 rule and go into her femininity? And that's my next tip. You have to have a girl who's willing to go feminine. If she's constantly struggling for the masculine role, constantly trying to frame check you, lead, make the decisions, pressure you, pester you, bicker at you, bother you to clean up the dishes, to take out the trash, whatever it is, that's because she is not feeling comfortable in your masculinity, probably because you want too much from her, by the way. And so she's going into the masculine trying to take that role to get you to take over the role. And this often crumbles marriages as well, where the girl inadvertently goes into the masculine role, and she should know this for any women listening, you have to go into the feminine role, but they'll go into the masculine role because they're irritated with you, because you're not showing that masculinity. You're not stepping up being the dude. So she's like, well, I guess I have to be the dude. Or if I'm annoying enough, he'll become the dude. So I'm just going to pester him and bicker at him and be annoying so that he becomes the man in the relationship. But you want a woman who eventually is willing to acquiesce and go into her feminine energy, which means follow your lead, trust in your decisions, trust in your leadership. Because if she's not willing to do that, she's not a good fit for you. And guys, it takes time to find chicks like this. Not every woman's willing to do that. She may have problems with her dad. She may have problems with her mom. She may have had bad relationships in the past where she's not willing to go into that feminine energy. And that's a deal breaker as far as I'm concerned because she has to stay there in order for there to be sexual tension, in order for there to be a good dynamic in the relationship where you're the man who leads it and she's the woman who follows. Not in all instances, but the general relationship as a whole, she follows. When it comes to the children, for example, she leads because she's a woman, she's feminine. She understands how to child rear where I may not understand it as well. So in the different dynamics, we have leadership and follower, but overall in the relationship, you want to be the one who leads? This is so damn important. She has to go into her feminine energy. The next one is someone who puts communication at the forefront of everything in your relationship. You want to know the secret to a perfect marriage? Talk, 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 and fucking talk some more. Talk about anything that's bothering you. Talk about your plans moving forward, your goals. Talk about what you want sexually. Talk about if there's any issues with the kid. Talk about how you feel about each other. Talk about how things annoy you about each other and if you could please curtail them. When there's a miscommunication, which happens all the time, talk about it. Marissa the other day was running. And this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life watching this girl run. She's a terrible runner. She admits it. And she's super self-conscious about it. Well, every time she runs, it's fucking hilarious. I can't help but laugh. So I laugh, but I do so in a way of adoring her. It's the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. So I'm laughing at her and she gets really butthurt about it. She's like, stop laughing at me. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm laughing with you. Remember our parents always used to say that? Oh, little Michael, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. It kind of sounds like bullshit, but it's true. I'm laughing because you're so adorable. And it was the communication that got us past 
that possible miscommunication, which breaks up relationships all the time. She thinks you're thinking this, you're actually thinking that, and it just festers for months or even years, and it creates a big crack in the relationship because you guys didn't talk about it. So you need to communicate. You need to have somebody who's comfortable enough or at least brave enough to go into those uncomfortable conversations and talk about it. Me and Marissa have a great relationship. We almost never fight, but when we do, we talk about it. We don't let our pain bodies, which is that negative energy inside of you, take over. We say, hey, what you said kind of hurt me. This is what I'm thinking. Can we please talk about this? The other night we were watching this movie and it kind of got me choked up, man, because it reminded me of my daughter. There was this whole deal with a guy and his dad and he saw his dad in the ornament on the Christmas tree and his dad had died and his dad like said to him, I'm proud of you. That fucked me up, bro, because my dad died when I was 10 and my daughter was sitting on my lap and I was like really proud of her. So the whole thing just kind of fucked me up. So I kind of get teary-eyed a little bit. And I admit it to you guys, sometimes I get teary-eyed. So Marissa's kind of like laughing, right? And I'm like, dude, why are you laughing at me? Like I'm having a moment here with my dad and my daughter. And there's this whole like father-son, father-daughter dynamic going on. It just kind of got past the goalie. It got me fucked up. And I shed a tear a little bit out of my non-shooting eye. Mind you, non-shooting eye now. Got to keep that shooting eye open just in case you need to snipe a couple intruders. So she's kind of like laughing at me just like I did when she was running. And I was like, hey, you know, why, why are you making fun of me? I'm having this moment here with my daughter. And I was like snotting all over her hair and crying all over. My daughter's like, dude, get off of me. And Marissa was kind of laughing. And I was like, yo, that kind of, kind of got past the goalie. So please don't laugh at me. And she's like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm adoring you. It was so adorable how you were thinking about your dad and your daughter and I love you so much. And I was like, damn, my bad. I totally misinterpreted that. And that's why communication is so goddamn important. Gentlemen, you have to talk literally all the time. As annoying as it may be, you have to talk. I strongly suggest going to a marriage counselor, even if you have no problems in your marriage. Marissa and I have an awesome relationship, but we still see a counselor once a month just to get that shit that gets swept under the rug, out onto the table, address it, deal with it like a goddamn man, and for her, like a goddamn woman, and get to that next phase in your relationship. The next important facet is a girl who wants to see you succeed. I saw a quote once that says, the only man who wants you to do better than him is your dad. And the only woman who wants you to do better than her is your mom. I want to add one in there. The only other woman who should want you to do better than her or at least as good as her is your wife. There should be no competition, which happens so often in relationships. It should be a collaborative team-based theme where you guys are constantly supporting each other, wanting to see each other succeed. I am Marissa's biggest fan and she is my biggest fan. She believed in me when this whole dating coach thing was just tanking year after year after year. We've been friends for a long time. We've kind of been off and on. It's a long story, but basically like I couldn't make up my mind because I was getting so many girls. I was like, why would I settle that with one girl when I get so many? But she was just always there and just always the best one. And I kept kind of going back to her and then leaving her. And it's a whole fucked up situation because of me, I couldn't make up my mind. But anyway, she's always believed in me. She's always listened to all my stuff. She's always supported me in the biggest way possible. And she's always been my biggest fan. Is your wife or your girlfriend your biggest fan? Would she get your back when you're not making any money, when you are struggling? when you are down in the dumps and feeling sometimes depressed or even suicidal? Does she get your back when it comes to that? Guys, this is your teammate. 
This is your life partner. This is the person who you're going to raise a family with. You're going to have challenges with. There may be medical issues. You guys are going to grow old together. You guys are going to die together. You're going to be on your deathbed and she's going to be the one holding your hand. That's your fucking teammate. We call each other swim buddies, which comes from the Navy SEALs, right? I talked about the Navy SEALs in a previous episode where they always have each other's back. If one guy falls out of the boat, the other guy goes and gets him. There was actually an incident that happened in Somalia where Navy SEALs were boarding a vessel that was out at sea and two guys got lost. Well, another Navy SEAL was making comments about it saying, what probably happened is one guy fell off the ladder, had all his gear on and was getting weighted down, probably drowning, and the other guy went in after him and both of them died. That's the level of commitment that you need with your wife Always within the 8100 rule, as I talk about, you want a little bit less, but dude, you got her back. When she gets a promotion, you're excited for her. When she gets a new friend, you're fucking stoked for her rather than jealous. You want to see her succeed. You want to see her get to that highest level, and she needs to want the same thing for you. If she's not your biggest fan, huge, huge issue there, nix that girl. You need someone who supports you, not tries to undermine you. And this goes into my next one, which is she's collaborative, not competitive. There's many relationships where they're competitive with each other. Now, of course, that can be fun. It could be a fun, competitive thing. But when it becomes really competitive and you guys are trying to outdo each other, that's where the problem lies. There's playful competitiveness and there's real competitiveness. You want a woman who at most is playfully competitive. The next one is you guys need to have the same attitudes. Same attitudes about politics, about religion, spirituality, what happens after death, what's the point of life? I don't know about you, man, but I spend a lot of time thinking about that, and Marissa and I have the exact same belief systems. Now, obviously, it may vary a little bit as far as she's a little bit more liberal than I am. I'm kind of more in the middle. She leans a little bit left. Whatever that is, that can be adjusted. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but I'm telling you, if she's a massive Republican and you're a Democrat, shit ain't gonna work. Eventually, that's gonna come up in your life together what you guys have to pay in taxes, how you guys are going to vote, who you believe in and who you don't. I'm telling you, that shit is insidious if you guys have different belief systems when it comes to politics, attitudes, belief systems. Why are we here? What should you do for other people or not do for other people? What would you do if somebody was stuck on the side of the road in the middle of the mountains and you guys came up on them and they were desperately waving you down? Would you want to go by and she would want to stop? These are the things that you guys need to flesh out and be on the same page about because I'm telling you, it will always come up in your relationship where those challenges will challenge your belief systems and attitudes. You guys have to be on the same page. Having the perfect marriage is a lot like putting a key into a lock. It needs to fit perfectly on some things which need to be exactly the same and other things need to be exact opposite. So you need to be the same on as far as your beliefs and attitudes about perhaps what happens after death. Why are we here? What should you do when it comes to people who are starving on the street? Should we give that bum money or not? Should we invest in this kind of real estate or should we put our money into this over here? What kind of house do we want to buy? What kind of school do we want to send our daughter to? What do we believe when it comes to racism and other issues like that? And the opposite 
needs to fit as far as you being your masculine, her being in her feminine. You being the man, she being the woman. You being good at fixing shit, leading the way, going out of the tent when something goes bump in the night and her tending to the baby when it's crying. Yeah, you could switch roles on occasion. And as a father, you should be able to change a diaper and take care of your kids. But that's her specialty and it needs to mix and match like a key into a lock. The next one involves the children. Okay, guys, nothing will challenge a relationship more than having fucking kids. Maybe you're in a relationship right now. You live in your apartment. She lives in her apartment. You guys are getting along great, right? You guys are in love and everything's working perfectly. And you're like, dude, this is my dream woman. This is going to be perfect. Bro, wait until you live together. And then number two, wait until you throw a kid into the mix. If you have it perfect now, when you guys are living separately and you see no problems whatsoever, just wait, my friend. Just wait. Nothing challenges a relationship more than a fucking kid. And this is why when people have kids, often the divorce rates skyrocket within five years. It's because kids are going to challenge every notion you possibly had about being in a relationship, being together, living together, having the same attitudes. It will challenge it in ways you will not believe. So before you settle down with the woman, damn well make sure you meet all these different things and ask her some questions. What do you think about having kids? Where do you want to put them in school? What do you believe as far as education is concerned? If our kid comes home as a girl and says, mommy, I want to be a boy now, are you going to put her on motherfucking hormones to change her gender? Because I'll tell you what, that would be a goddamn deal breaker for me. So all these things need to be talked about. And when you do have kids, my one piece of advice is this. Always be humble, always put communication at the forefront of everything you do and never let your anger get the best of you. What I do when I start getting annoyed and pissed off is I just walk away. Marissa notoriously has a longer wick than I do because when my wick gets lit, I'm fucking exploding within several minutes. So I need to just get out of there. I will not explode at my kid because I don't want that kind of relationship with her. We decided not to spank her. We decided not to verbally abuse her. We always put love at the forefront. And if I'm feeling myself melting down, I just get the fuck out. Okay, I'm walking away. Daddy will be over there. I love you. I just can't right now. And these are the things you guys need to decide because having a kid is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. And it tests that relationship. And that's my final point, boys. In order to have a successful marriage, a successful relationship, you guys have to be friends. You have to be teammates. You have to like to hang out with the chick. As crazy as that sounds, and I do understand that some chicks are very annoying, very rarely has a girl actually made me laugh. But when it comes to the woman that you settle down with, she has to be a good friend. You have to actually like to be around the girl, like to travel with her, like to do things with her. Is she willing to participate in your hobbies? Is she willing to go out in the mountains and do some camping if that's what you like to do? Go fishing, whatever it is. She doesn't have to be your best friend, although Marissa probably is my best friend, but she has to be your friend. Because after the kids leave, it's just you and her. After you retire, it's just you and her. Do you enjoy each other's company? Do you like to do the same shit? Are you guys teammates in the way that you like to go crush goals together, have objectives together, and get to that next level together? Does she have the same attitudes as you as far as what's going to happen when you retire? What's going to happen after you die? These attitudes that are going to affect you for the rest of your life need to be considered. So look, I was a pickup artist for years. I've been with so many goddamn chicks, it's unbelievable. But I always found warning signs in each of them. I'm like, nah, I wouldn't work because she believes this. 
she's super Republican where I'm more in the middle or she's super racist. I'm not going to fucking deal with that. Whatever it is, there was always deal breakers until I met this girl. And yeah, I do believe that on some level it's meant to be like we're soulmates. I, I honestly believe that. I believe I have more than one soulmate, but I do believe Marissa is a soulmate and it just works because it works. But dude, I had to find her through constantly improving my game, my frame, my belief systems with NLP and getting to that next best version of myself because this chick's a fucking 10, bro. She wouldn't have settled for me at my previous state of not improving myself to my current state. I wouldn't have been good enough. Simply wouldn't. I wouldn't have had enough game. I wouldn't have had enough frame to be able to deal with a high fucking value girl like this who's a go-getter and a skull crusher in everything that she does. I needed to get to that next best version of myself to attract what I feel is a perfect 10. And the perfect 10 for me may not be the perfect 10 for you. The way she looks, the way she behaves, the way she laughs, the way she does everything, it's you, bro. So don't let other people say, oh, that girl's not hot enough or she's not X, Y, Z enough. Fuck what they think. It's your opinion. Does she fit with you? Does it just feel right? And my final parameter, if I had to go spend the rest of my life on a desert island and choose one person, would it be her? In the case of Marissa, yes, it would be. Hopefully I could take Lucia with me too, my daughter, because I love her to bits. But Marissa is the one person I would take with me to that desert island. She's the only person I can stand to be around for more than a couple days. She's the only person I would ever fucking live with, have a kid with, and want to spend the rest of my life with that I've met so far. And I have met many. She meets all those parameters. Now, I want to ask you, does the girl you're married to meet those parameters as well? Sorry if this threw a wrench into your plans moving forward, but you got to be honest with yourself. You guys are going to grow old together, be in the old folks home together, perhaps have kids together, do all these things together. You want to like the fucking person. You guys want to be friends. You want to enjoy the company. You want to be teammates. You want to have the same attitudes. You want to have the same plans and beliefs about God and the afterlife, everything, politics, it all matters. So that, boys, is my seven-step checklist for deciding if this girl is the perfect girl for marriage, perfect girl for a relationship. And listen, it's not always easy to find. So if you want to start getting to that next best version of yourself so you can attract the absolute best woman for you, sign up for my NLP masterclass below. This will be a taste of what I'm able to do in my three-month coaching program. And again, if you're married, you can still experience that removing of belief systems, that confidence building that I guarantee in my NLP masterclass. We have five spots available, although several are sold out Friday the 26th through Tuesday the 30th, all at different times. So click the link in the description below to see which time and day works best for you. And I hope to see you there. I do appreciate you listening, guys. I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. So please stay tuned for the next one and I will see you in the next episode. Ah!